Okay, so Jason, you tried to vote yourself out of the podcast because Andrew was being me. Yes. I took my little tiki torch candle snuffer and put it over my tiki torch and I have been banished from the island that is the world. As you know, the votes counted are final. The person voted out will be asked to leave the tribal council area immediately. I'll read the votes. Okay. Jason. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Jason. Jason. That's three votes. Uh, well, that was <laughs> unanimous. <laughs> I don't recall running Jason. <laughs> Jason, time to go. Well, it was mediocre knowing you both. And next week on Hemispheric Views, the two Australians go at it. <laughs> <laughs> it did. <laughs> and then they don't even get through a whole episode and they both quit and that's it. So I think someone's put pressure on us here. Perth Bandits, one Prime Plus member. He brought up wrestling entrances. Mm. Now, I don't feel qualified to actually bring this up, although I've segued to it. (laughs) I think there's a particular man in this show who's into wrestling. Jason, you're into sport. Oh, wait. Sorry, Andrew. It's you. The guy we didn't vote out. Yeah. Andrew. Yeah, you couldn't vote me out because you know I'd choke slam you both. And that would be the end of that. I'd triple H you in the face. (laughs) Wrestling entrance music. (laughs) I don't know. Well, you might not know much about wrestling, but let me just set the scene here for a moment. Mm -hmm. Wrestlers... Wrestling is performance entertainment and a sport combined into one amazing show. But Mm. to build the tension, the excitement, wrestlers don't just sort of quickly head out to the ring. They have music that sets the tone, sets the scene, tries to say something about the wrestler as well, uh, their persona or what they're about, and they will saunter to the ring while this music is playing. Gets the crowd amped, gets the wrestler amped. So you need... The right kind of music can't just be your favorite song because your favorite song might be a, a ballad or something, and that's not really going to work well for wrestling. Yeah, you don't want that. You need to have that right kind of music that just amps everything up and gets you ready to smash the other guy. Mm. When we think about this, it's about what what works for you and your persona, who you are. If you could walk into an office environment and you just need to be owning that meeting. You need some entrance music. If you're walking in after a, walking home after a big day out, you're coming into the family and you want to say, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> entrance music. <laughs> all right? It's got to fit. It's got to fit all the things. You can't pick different music for each one either. It's got to be the one song for each entrance. So, Do you think when like a new wrestler comes onto the scene and they hire the consultant, they bring them in to do the talk that you just gave, do you think it goes exactly like that? Because I kind of feel like maybe you are a consultant for this space. I mean, you do consulting for other things, obviously, but it kind of feels like this may be a new adjacent thing for you to take on, would be new wrestler um, pep talk for picking their entrance song. Well, I'm just going to say it up front. Andrew's always said that he's into, in inverted commas, business, Mm. right? But he's never really said what that business is. So maybe he's just been doing wrestling consulting the whole time being super modest about it or perhaps andrew the business canyon is his wrestling name that he does backyard wrestling with people who are in the wrestling industry will often call it the business Hmm. it's just an inside term coincidence i think not there you go there we go Hmm. perth bandits has asked us 
to have a think about what our entrance music can be. I I put some thought into this and it was it was tough. It was really hard. I went through libraries of songs. I probably I spent an hour or so on it. And I think I got to a pretty good answer, but I don't know, where do we want to lead off with this, guys? Well, my first question is is are we do you think it's going to be possible for us to put cuz obviously the the length of this I would imagine is not more than 15 to 30 seconds, something like that, right? Or well, unless you're triple, if, if you're triple H, it's a good four and a half minutes because he really oh, worked okay. that thing. So the more kind of popular you are, the longer it takes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so we can't obviously put whole so songs. So mine's going to take like 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you have, you, Martin's music has several movements. <laughs> yeah, Martin's is the, his entrance album. <laughs> Consider it my opus. Yeah. <laughs> so we could probably put like little snippets in, I would imagine, into the podcast, right? Once we mention them, do you think? But I think Andrew actually needs to use his wrestling announcer voice to lead into each track. Mm. Oh my goodness. Wow. wow. Okay. <sighs> pressure is on. I'm really putting the pressure on. So so who wants to lead off? Should I lead off with my choice or do I you would guys? love for you to lead off because okay. I am dying to know. This feels like a question that you personally have been answering for yourself your entire life it's multiple times a year. You come across a song and you think, that's the one that, that I would, would pick. Yeah. Tell, tell me I'm wrong, right? You, you've been, there's been a lot of thought into this your whole life. It has. And there's a big crossover between wrestling and basketball fandom as well. So hmm. yeah, there is, there is an element of that too. So I'm sort of ensconced somewhat in this universe. So without any further ado, what I'm going to do, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to, give you a couple of the options that didn't make the cut before I tell you the one that I chose. Ooh, okay. So I've got three that didn't quite get there for me. They were close. thought that'd be fun, but given my current persona, wasn't right. <laughs> so we had, the first one was um, Boombastic by Shaggy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Boombastic. Mr. Fantastic. Yep. You know, you know yep. the one. Totally fits. I see Andrew, I think Shaggy. Exactly. I immediately think that, yeah. That's right. I, I imagine, you know, walking out, my chest hair glistening. From sweat or chicken grease or soul glow? Yeah. Weirdly, my Zoom plays that as soon as you join the call, so. Okay, so that one didn't make it. And out. the second one that didn't make it was Magic Carpet Ride, but by Philip Stair. So this was a Steppenwolf song, I think, originally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this one is a different version. So that is a was another option that was pretty funky. It's got a good beat. I like to feel Yeah, something like that. That was the actual sample, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was the sample. Yep. <laughs> I'm realizing now the failure of this whole conversation is that if we don't know the songs, <laughs> it's really not going to do us any good. There's we, no failure. Andrew's singing all of them for us. We should us. have just played them live for each other. But anyway, please proceed. I should have hooked up my Farago soundboard. Uh, that's that's what I'm saying. We really should have got those hooked up to the soundboard. That's right. unfortunate. No, I like it this way. And the last one that didn't like, make the cut is House and the Rising Sun, House of Pain by House of Pain. Wow. Now, okay. that one I would sing to you, but I've actually forgotten now how it goes. But I know it, fair. it would fit as a wrestling entrance. Okay. Okay. So the first two were not didn't make the cut. Third one was the that's the one you're going with. No. So now that oh these all didn't make the cut. They all didn't. Now now I'm up to the one that got it would make the cut. Okay. Okay. So I needed a banger. 
I needed to actually like the song. Yeah. And it needs to amp me up while amping the crowd up. Mm-hmm. Right? So a few, few boxes that needed to be ticked there. Yeah. That's a All tall right. order. So let's see if I can do this. And now, introducing at 190 pounds, six foot four, the phenom. Andrew Canyon! It's Dreamer by Voyager. <laughs> of course it is. Oh, of course. I had no okay. way to be. I had no be. I, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. Here. That's fantastic. I don't know when I'm allowed to start talking or what's going on, but I suppose that's in and the And I run in. <laughs> I got nowhere yeah. to beep it right here. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's got like 80 synth. Has the big. And as that, has that hits, you have pyro. Yeah. And I give it the big, big fist up into the sky. Mm-hmm. I got nowhere to beep it right here. Let's do this. Dreamer by Voyager. I'm fired up. I'm ready to, yeah. I think the podcast can finish at this point. That's like the grand finale to all episodes. I was just waiting for somebody to come through the door and have you just level them. But <laughs> I guess that we didn't get that far. Give me the chair. Chair shot. <laughs> what would be your weapon of choice? Would it be a chair or would you go with more traditional, like a, like a two by four? Or uh, would you go like the thumbtack route where it's more complicated and a lot of setup? Yeah. What what would be your 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 choice there, you think? Or would you just go no nothing, just pure the business canyon, you think? I love the chair. Mm. Right? That is a classic. Mm. I'm also partial to a trash can. Yeah, the trash can's good. Okay. But I think given that I'm the business, I think I need to be a, have a stapler. Ooh. <laughs> wow. And just throw I thought you were gonna st- say briefcase, but Oh, that could work too. Yeah, briefcase could work. See, I reckon since you're a businessman, you are the business, it's a great opportunity for you to devise your own signature move called the hole punch. Ooh, (laughs) nice. Yeah, that could be your thing, actually. You come out, you got a tie. So already you got a weapon with a tie. You could choke somebody out. You got a briefcase full of office supplies that are unto themselves weapons. So you've got... You've got a letter opener in there. Maybe that's questionable. That could be probably illegal. Mm. Um, yeah, you've got your stapler going on in there. Yeah. I think there's a lot of room. You could you got binder clips. You just cover somebody with binder clips. I'm going to laminate you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hot laminator. That could be yeah. good. Stick their hand in there or something. Then when you've done the hole punch, you pick them up and you throw them out mm. of the ring, at which point that's called the outro. Wow. Oh, I like that. Look at can, that. Can we fix in a paper cut somewhere in there? Ooh, yeah! You get them stuck up in the in the in the ropes in the ropes, and then you just paper cut them. Yeah. Thousand cuts. Yeah, I like yeah. the art tray though. That's good. Thousand cuts canyon. That's what they call them. <laughs> wow. There we go. I like that for Andrew because it's his passion. We've gone beyond the entrance to actually just devising the his whole entire thing. We've just career. yeah, the whole, the whole thing. The whole match has been. <laughs> I don't have this material scheduled. for myself. No, mine will be much shorter. I will name <laughs> a song and then we'll move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. The other good, the last, the last good thing about that song is I reckon I could wrangle it so I get the actual rights to use that song. I was as gonna well. say you I've have an, an in, in for yeah. yeah, at least discounted. I bet he would give you at least a ten percent discount. At least, yeah, friends and family. I think in the interest of time, because we've just devised Andrew's career, I think Andrew needs to introduce each of us. Oh. Unless you had more to say, Jason. No, 
we'll jump to I our do things. I not have more yeah. to say. No, I'm good. <laughs> you just want me to, do you have a, a preamble like I did and some options or I, just want me to I, introduce I, you? I would love for to hear Martin's song is, I think, what I would love to hear next. All right, then I'll, or I'll, do you want to intro him? I'll, I, intro, I'll intro Martin and then- I will can, not be introing myself, just to be clear. No, no I'm happy um, to be intro guy. Okay. Okay. Feel free. All right. So after the intro, my music will just start. I think that's is that the, the best deal? way to do it. Yeah, yeah let's do that. Let's okay. do that. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Introducing now the legend of verbiage, the talker of the gong, the wise, the thoughtful, the Eastern European menace, Martin Bold. You have really been practicing this. How the f*** did you just it. do that off the cuff like that? I'm and what you just heard, what oh. you just heard was the only song that I could think of, which Discord users would have seen already, which is Magic Mama Liga, which was used in Borat. Magic Mama Liga. <laughs> I like this good dance. Thanks, Andrew. I think you did me justice. <laughs> Any menace that was created with the with the uh, the naming of who you are just destroyed by that music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, this guy's gonna be. Oh, I, mm, maybe no. I think my why is he wearing a mankini? Yeah, in the can room? I change my bet to the other side, please? I'm a little bit worried. <laughs> Man, you just got. I mean, that is quite the introduction i have to say yeah thank you i'm flattered yeah. honored now i feel like i need to figure Ooh. out where you can get custom action figures created articulated yeah yeah multiple points of articulation are going to be necessary but i feel like we need action figures now so if anybody knows where to make action figures that look like your likeness let me know all right moving on to jason i'm terrified Let's see what i come up with the challenger into the ring next the master of the military the strong american hero we have your friend but he's not your friend because he doesn't like people we have jason your friend but he's not <laughs> <laughs> wow <coughs> uh, excuse me i'm a little choked up literally <laughs> from that intro so in typical fashion um i have three songs three songs because one is not good enough and i have it on a rotation based on venue and based on opponent oh okay? i like this so i have three songs that are different in respect to the environment so First song, if I just need to get hyped, Slam by Pendulum. Great song. We've spoken about Pendulum hear it before, haven't uh, we? Now. There it just went. See, you're hyped now. Second one now is when we're going to do an outdoor event. It's gloomy. It's, it's kind of close to Halloween. So we got that scary vibe going on right now. It's going to be Gray by the 69 Eyes. Out of Finland. And that's playing now. I've never heard that song. No, I figured you had not. 
And then the third one is a is just going to be on rotation. It may be my my exit song after I win, which is 100% win rate. So yeah. you would do it. Yeah. Fair enough. Take that, Undertaker. Yeah, you got nothing. The King of Rock and Roll by Daniel Lyonai, which is an offshoot of another Finnish band as well. So those are my three songs, all of which you've heard now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. I have no other wrestling information. I have no idea what I would, what my thing would be. I would be curious to know other people's answers to that question. Yes. Or if you've even mm. thought about it, or if you even know what, what wrestling is at all, because I feel like that's a valid option also. And just in, on the last little bit of wrestling entrance music, the best wrestling mm. song entrance of all time is probably Sexy Boy. Uh, we're hearing that now. I'm just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. Boy toy. I'm just a sexy boy. I completely agree with you, Andrew, based on what I just heard. <laughs> this is killing me. Edit number two. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that answer, Andrew. That could not actually be the best one. So you can just use whichever one works there. Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah. Now we have some rapid fire announcements. Rapid fire. The first one is, this is a year in the making. Actually, we didn't really do much. It's just a year since it happened last time and it's coming up. <laughs> Arcadia June. Arcadia June. Who remembers this? Has it really been a year? Wow. Isn't that wild? Yep. We've been doing this for a it's year. coming up. For the uninitiated or people who've come more recently, last year we had the fantastic game app as a focus for an entire month, Arcadia, which was discovered. I think Natasha brought it up yes. and how much she enjoyed it on watch, phone, iPad, all that stuff, Apple TV, Mac now, it's everywhere. Fantastic app, which is actually developed in Italy. We had uh, one of the co-developers or co-founders join us on the show. And Jason came up with the idea of turning it into a competition. You can participate through things like Twitter and micro.blog, but really all the action is on Discord. And we'd love listeners to contribute again, take part in the full suite of games that make up Arcadia. And Jason, am I right in saying you can submit your high scores? I think this time we're gonna have a specific channel as well yeah. under games to actually submit scores and there may be a prize at the end there's always a prize at the end here ladies and gentlemen also the interesting thing is since last year i think there are two possibly three additional games added to the library so it's not even that it's just the same games from last year there are new ones so we have no scores for these new ones as of yet everybody can compete against last year's scores which or that's not where the prizes come in, but that's something you can work toward. But also, um, there's just more games this time. So I think even more people will find cool games to play. It gives you an idea of what people were capable of last year, which was uh, insane in a lot of accounts. I don't know how people got some of the scores they got, but it's all it's all in a shared note. So I'll put that back in the channel at the top. Once we open up the new channel and you can see what happened last year and we'll track it for this year. Yeah, and we'll, we'll try and reach out to the developers again of Arcadia and see if we can get their, get their endorsement. Well, they're in the Discord as well, so yeah. we, we can see if they can pop in as well. Yeah, Raphael and Irene, thank you for your support last year. We'd uh, 
Love to have you involved again. Talk to some of the different players out there. Of course, I could say their names with a more Italian accent, but I'd butcher it. So I just went for the lazy Anglo thing. I apologize. Mm-hmm. But look, for anyone who didn't take part last year or isn't sure what the links are, where the game or the app links you know, could be, check out the links in show notes. You'll see the App Store link for Arcadia. Uh, also join the Discord, contribute your scores, see if you can win, because I know Natasha's really been looking to, forward to trying to beat everyone at Brico again. She's been practicing all year, right? That was her aim, probably. Yeah, I think yeah. so. She just disappears and comes back, and I just see, like, her watch battery is depleted. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wild thing, is she was getting some of these scores on her damn watch, and it's like, <laughs> what? How? And Eric was a machine last year, too. Eric was out of control. Oh, yeah. He abandoned his family for a while and was playing Arcadia, like, in the woods or something while they were camping. camping. Or something, yeah. <laughs> like, where's Eric? He'd say, I'm know. going for a run. But really, his yeah. run was getting mm. on his phone and playing Arcadia. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, check out Arcadia June. Join in. Send in your scores. We'll have some fun. Next announcement. Those who are One Prime Plus subscribers or who have heard of OnePrimePlus.com. It's in the long game. OnePrimePlus.com. Long game. You can make topic and theme suggestions, very much like what Perth Bandits did for the wrestling entrances segment of this very show. We are also extending that for some time this year in 2022 to our hemispheric news. Generally, if you follow Hemispheric News, we have different articles that come up. We write one thing each each month. It's kind of like a newsletter extension through craft of our blog, but personalized. Normally, we write about different things, but this time we're opening it up to topics from listeners. So if you're a One Prime Plus listener and you want to know our view on something or to see how we might engage with it, send us a topic suggestion in the One Prime Plus Discord members channel and we're going to tackle those topics. How would, how would I find out more information about said One Prime Plus? Where would I go for that? Just in case. There's a URL, is I think. A URL? Is that, that OnePrimePlus.com? That's the one. Okay. Just checking. It works every time. And can I get to that via HemisphericViews.com? Yes. I believe there's a link from there as well. What if I went to HemisphericViews.au? Yes, that will work. <sighs> Everything's taken. It's just taken care of. What all roads lead to OnePrimePlus.com. What about HemisphericViews.us? Yet again, you're landed right there in the correct location. Wow! It's it's as if this were extensively thought out. I think the only one we need to take care of now is HemisphericViews.kazakh. That would be the only one left, really. (laughs) We tried to get it, but we were banned. They were like, no. It's a very long kind of extension, like a way to finish a domain. It's very odd. They like a long extension in Kazakh. Yes. <laughs> Next announcement, please. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, last one, another one Prime Plus thingo to mention. Of course, we also have our monthly episode. Sometimes some extra bonuses in there as well. Keep an ear out for the next one Prime Plus episode later this month, which is going to be about journaling. I think one of us might have a lot to say about this. The other two may <laughs> not, but check it out. So this is going to be a dedicated topic. If you'd if you're interested in hearing what we have to say about journaling, whether that be written, audio, video, love it, hate it, what do we think? Check it out there at oneprimeplus.com. There is one additional announcement that is not in the notes that I'm realizing. I know. This is like, here we go. Ooh. Another announcement. We get it, principal. Damn it. The live watch of Severance is going to be happening. Mm. We, had, we had a little bit of a scheduling uh, issue on the last one, but I think we might have a date now. So uh, yet another OnePrimePlus.com benefit fun thing is a live watch. We did the live watch of Crocodile Dundee at one point. 
Now we're going to go through each episode of Severance and rewatch all those with everybody and break it up with commentary and discussion. So that'll be coming along as well. So keep an eye out on, I think Discord really is like the best place for quite literally anything that we do because it's the most real time, I think. So check that out. And that is just yet another OnePrimePlus.com benefit. And I have it on good authority that the goats are now ready. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Martin, I recently made a note referring to Apple products backlinked to music, Mm. backlinked Mm. to Dreamer by Voyager, Mm -hmm. and the ultimate link that I was backlinking everything to was this product called the iPod. Yep. I then had to put a little emoji cemetery next to it because it's dead. What do we think? It's very sad. Can I preface that real quick? Sure. Everybody says the iPod's dead now. I would argue it's been dead for a while. I don't think the iPod touches an iPod. Discuss. Well, iPod in name, but not necessarily in physical click wheel style. But does that mean, would you argue... We don't want to go down a huge tangent here, but does that mean that you would argue that something like the touch versions of the iPod Nano models weren't iPods? No, those were iPods, a dedicated music player, and that's all it did is an iPod. Shoving an iPod functionality into another device does not make it an iPod. Sure. No, I think that's a fair view. I just think there's all this like, oh my God, the iPod's dead, and it's like, it's kind of been gone for quite a while, and no one's cared about it in quite a while even though there's been an iPod touch. So yes, in name, it's now gone. But I would say as a product, it's been gone for quite a long time. So you think click wheel represents iPod? Is that kind of where you're going? I don't, I don't even think the interface matters. I think it's just the the functionality of the device. I mean, when it stopped functioning as just being a music player, and it was quite literally just a screen that did what an iPhone did without the phone part, why, what, why is that an iPod any more than an iPad being an iPod? It's the same thing. It's just a smaller iPad. So I don't, I don't know. It's like, and I'm not saying that like, the, I don't like the iPod. I'm just like, I find it interesting that it took this for people to be like, oh, the iPod's gone. And it just feels like it's been gone for a very long time. Yeah. I think it's more wrapped up in nostalgia and the name and the fact mm. that it was generally in the line. But yes, technically, and in terms of design and use, you're right. The iPod is like a tiny iPad. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. Uh, yeah, I think it's um, it's saying a sad time is maybe a little bit dramatic, but you know you can't help. Did you cry? But kind of think, oh, you know, we all had a good memories with this product, and it's probably one of my favourite, if not favourite, product lines that Apple's ever done, purely because of the focus. As you said, Jason, it was a dedicated music player. I like the fact that you know with the HomePod now also discontinued, so we'll say HomePod Mini. There's a degree of focus that you get from it. It's a device that's about pleasure and uh, consumption of media. Whereas, you know, I love the Mac and the iPhone and all this stuff, but work can kind of interfere in a way, uh, you know, different things, expectations, social media and so on. These are the things that are now, you know, things of the past carry more of a nostalgic or media consumption angle, a kind of focus that you don't necessarily get with other things. So I think that's what we're kind of saying goodbye to in a way. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't allow you all to prep for this, but I was curious if you had to pick your top three iPods, was that something you'd be able to do off the top of your head? Yeah. Yep. Andrew, go. Top three iPods. iPod with video, Mm. number one. iPod Touch, number two. Sorry, Jason. Mm. 
mm. and iPod Shuffle. Oh. Just a little clip, little clip one. Like the first clip one, or the one that was more rectangular with the, the aluminum colors. Uh, not the gumstick one. No, no, you're right. The the aluminum colors. Um, the aluminum one. Okay. I had a I had a green mint sort of a mint green one. Mm. I really enjoyed it. And uh, Martin, what, what would be your top three? I know they're sitting right next to you, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at things on the shelf right now. Uh, I like all of Andrew's answers because I like iPods, mm. and I continue to use my Mod Pod and love that kind of iPod video. Oh, right. Version. I, I love the iPod video is great. I suppose that's the realization of the the extent or the potential or the maximum use of a classic kind of iPod. Which one is your Mod Pod again? It's like the fifth gen or? Uh, I've or got it here, this iPod- one moment, and we'll screenshot yeah. it. Is it the iPod video? I forget which one it is. Yes, yeah, so it's a modified black iPod video. Right, okay. Which had a new back put on it. It also has like a third party click wheel on it, which is rough to the touch rather than smooth. And it's had the full hard drive replaced by a 128 gig SD card. So the whole thing feels light. It's bizarre. Oh, that's weird. It's this sort of. Did they do anything different with the battery or is it the same? Is it a 30 pin? That's a 30 pin, right? Yeah, 30 okay. pin. They replaced the battery. So it's an iPod, but there are enough little modifications and third party elements that it feels like a kind of bizarro world iPod, but obviously without an HP logo because that's unacceptable. <laughs> Oh, yeah. If anybody said the HP logo, I was going to kick you off the call immediately. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, the three that are probably my favorites, even though I love all of them, I think, Andrew, you're right, the shuffle's cool. To me, the ones that are most iconic or that I like the look of the most uh, would be the iPod mini. I love Mm -hmm. the iPod mini. I love the way it feels in your hand, that curved aluminium around the sides. That was my first iPod. Uh, Second of all, I love the look of the first generation white iPod Nano. I think that's classic and just pulling it out of that pocket that apparently had an unknown purpose for decades prior to its um, pocket. filling with the iPod. Yep. yep. But to me, the most classic iPod, uh, the one that defines the look and everyone's memories of it is the fourth generation iPod in white, which was the first one to get the click wheel after the iPod mini's introduction. Mm. So this was before you could include iPod photo and this one it went to color LCD, but this is the squarish shape iPod screen without the kind of enhanced wide version. Mm. And we're talking like the Chicago font. Yep. Got it. That's probably my favorite look. So wait, Andrew, was one of your favorites your first iPod or no? Yeah, the I, I was late to the iPod train because I was never okay. hugely into music. So the iPod with video was my first one. Oh, mm. wow. Okay. Um, I just kept oh, holding really? off. That's like about 2006, I think, 05, 06, you would have got it, 07. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah I, I could just remember, I can remember my life. I remember going to work with it and I, I listened to podcasts a lot with it as well because I still wasn't into music hugely. A lot of Adam Curry podcasts, Leo Laporte, I think I listened to. It was probably my first great toilet device. It had the Brick Breaker game on it, right? Yeah, yeah, I it did. Right. I never really played the games. Okay. Since you talked about it being a toilet device, I have a very specific question for you, Andrew. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's say you were... Now, this sounds like a hypothetical, but I want to know a genuine answer if this happened. Yeah. You're busting to go to the toilet. Could be number one, could be number two. It's going to have to be number two, actually, because okay. you're sitting down with the iPod. Mm. Did you ever have a situation where you were busting? It was, you know, right at the door, but you were waiting for a podcast or something to sync <laughs> to the iPod before you could go to the mm. toilet. <laughs> No, I don't recall it. I was always pretty well organized, so that thing would have been synced overnight. Yeah, sure. (laughs) 
So you were you were planning your podcasts for your next day number two. Yes, you got you got to plan ahead. You got to think. Wow, you know, that's intense. Nothing's done on improv basis around here. Wow. So your bowel movements follow a, pr- a planned work calendar. I've that's very impressive. It. Yes, <laughs> they're always forty-five minutes. <laughs> As long as as long as time is the only thing you're blocking, Andrew, that's good. <laughs> that sounds very healthy. I'm ha- happy to hear that. Now I have an announcement to make. I have just bought an iPod. What? Like while we were talking? No, not while we were talking. Prior to this episode, but yeah, I bought an iPod. Oh, okay. What did you buy? I wait. Can we guess? Can we guess? Let us guess. You bought the OG first iPod, fi- like the FireWire original OG one. You're half correct. I already have that, but I didn't just buy it. Damn it. Was it 2002? It's the first gen, but the slightly different storage capacity. Mm. Andrew, do you want to guess? Yeah, I'm going to guess you bought that stupid one with no buttons. Oh, the one with voiceover, the silver shuffle that looks like yep, yep. they forgot to do some buttons. It's like a weird little space missile. Yep, that everybody hated because there was no way to control it. Both good guesses. I actually bought the last ever iPod, the iPod Touch, 32 gigabyte blue back white front wow. as uh, semi-nostalgia, but also- For Mac. You bought it for Mac. Correct. I bought it for Mac. Thought so. I hadn't planned to do this, but Natasha was like, well, you're going to buy an iPod now, aren't you? And I went, hmm, that's a good idea. <laughs> I was given an excuse to buy an iPod, so thank you, <laughs> Natasha. But uh, I thought, look, it's already kind of old. Who knows what the operating system updates are going to be like and support in the future. But I thought the value of the iPod Touch, despite Jason's correct point that it's kind of more than just music, is that it is this kind of all-round pocket computer when you don't want to have a phone. Great for people who like are kids or don't want all of that overhead or happen to be a waiter and want to carry that around with them to take orders or something. I don't know. But I thought, you know, kids these days... They constantly end up taking phones from their parents. Kids these days. days, It's like, how do you manage that when it's your own device? Like, I'll give it back. They break things. Get a little iPod. It's not that expensive, really. You know, if you can afford it, it's fine. Stick a case on it. And when he's that little bit old enough, it's a bit of a controlled parental guidance or kicking off digital literacy. So I thought I may as well get it. And even if it's useless in the future, it's something for the collection. You can put Arcadia on that. You can. Exactly. Get him get him started now. Yeah, get him on the leaderboard. Anyway, I don't know how shocked you are that I bought one, but uh, I appreciate the guesses. I'm not shocked. Uh, no, I, 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 in hindsight, obviously, I'm not surprised. It just didn't occur to me because I, I know they sold, they kind of sold them all out pretty quick, which was interesting. I don't know if that means there just weren't that many to begin with, or I assumed everybody bought mm. them up. Like you said, people use them for like point of sale and stuff like that. So it was probably like, yeah. oh crap, we better get like a bunch more of these as backups just in case so we don't have to change our whole infrastructure that's built around iPod touches. But cool. All right. There you go. You got a new iPod. Do they still have the little pop out thing where you put the little wrist strap on it? Is that still a thing? No, I think that was the sixth oh, okay. gen. Because it moved to seventh. I think they might, they might have got That rid was of a it. really satisfying button. <laughs> That you would push and it would pop out to have the little loop thing go on it. That was nice. I always wanted that on my phone, on the iPhone, because I thought that'd be nice to have to attach it to things, but never got it. Tim Cook's excited because another skew has bit the dust. Yep. There you go. In his never-ending quest for supply chain optimization. Goodbye, iPod. I kind of feel like the base iPad is now the slot that was filling what was or the iPad mini. Yeah, that's fair. Fill the slot of what the iPod 
touch was at this point. Yeah. I imagine eBay prices for iPods probably skyrocketed after that announcement, just from people remembering that iPods were a thing at some point and thinking, oh, I should get one of the old ones. And I'm sure the prices went way up. I think old iPods on eBay actually take the record for the most number of blurry preview photos. Yeah, definitely. Especially when they have the chrome back, just so you can't see how incredibly scratched they are. They're like, oh, there's your photo. Like, just shake the crap out of yeah. the camera. It's like, I just had a spasm the moment yeah. I took oh. the photo and I cannot take another one. One I'm sorry. photo per device. Sorry, can't do it. Yeah, I, I could see that. <laughs> so speaking of devices... Small handheld devices. Hmm. The iPod was one. There's a new one on the scene. The Zune. Microsoft Zune. Yes. In Pooh Brown. I love that one. Favorite. No, this one's in Hemispheric Views Yellow. I hate you. It's made by Panic, a company based in Portland. Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Jason, I think you just went down to the Panic office. You changed their sign. And while you were there, you mm-hmm. picked up a, uh, a play date. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Went down to have uh, coffee... And lunch with my good friend, close friend, Cable, down at Panic. Very close. We've been known each other for more years than I can count. He may say differently. <laughs> but, yes, I have a play date. The long-awaited, long-anticipated, weird, quirky, little yellow square device that quite literally has no nothing you could compare it to. I don't think there's really anything like it. And it sucks that they are so hard to get, and I understand that. So I'm, I'm, I'm sad that not everyone can just get one when they want one. But I know there's a lot of people that are still on the list, and they are shipping. I can confirm because I do have one, and I don't want to do a long, you know, Verge article on it or anything like that. But is the Verge is this little thing actually? Am I dating myself? I think yeah. that's still oh, there. Okay, I think everybody left. Okay. All the all the people who you used okay. to know from it left, but well, it's still there. You know. They're at Google now, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know, one of those things that writes long blog posts about stuff. Um, yeah, the play date. I just wanted to touch on a couple of things regarding the device. First of all, the experience, the the out-of-box experience is magical and delightful, as you would expect from a company like Panic. Every single detail was thought through from the, the packaging to the presentation of the device in the packaging. I... I think I posted pictures online. I can put them in the show notes too of what that looked like, but it's just, it was a, an overly fun and, and exciting thing to open. Um, I did get the little flippy case on it as well, which is delightful. The couple of things that I wanted to just touch on real quick were a couple of games. So if you do happen to have a play date, well, actually I should do this in reverse order side loading. I know that's a big hot topic for everybody right now in terms of devices, the side loading experience on the Playdate is really, really cool. What you do is you have your Playdate account online, you know, play.date, you sign in, you have all your stuff that shows what devices you have, what simulators you have, if you're a developer and so forth. And then there's side loading through the web. So you literally just drag your little files on there, which coincidentally are .pdx files, which is like the most genius thing ever because PDX, for those that don't know, is basically portland like the airport codes pdx everything's known as pdx in portland <laughs> so they're i think it's it's no yeah, basically play date 
I assume it's just Playdate X, so it's .pdx is the Extreme. extensions, which is just like, it's such a nice little oh, extension. appropriate touch for a company like that. But anyway, you drag your little files in there. Um, it does have Wi-Fi. The device has Wi-Fi. So as soon as you turn it on and go to your games library, it checks for new games that are available because they're released on a seasonal basis. So every week you get two new games in the season. And it'll also check for your side loads. And then it, you can automatically download your side loaded games. And then they're on your device and you're ready to go. You don't even have to plug it in to side load stuff, which is just, it's super cool that the side loading was thought of something ahead of time, not as an afterthought, which I think is very cool. Bloom is the first game I wanted to mention, which is a, it's kind of a storytelling life simulator thing that's done through like text messages with friends and family you basically left school, you ditched school, didn't tell your parents, you're starting this store on your own and everything's handled through text messages basically. And it's done Mm. very, very well. It's a third party thing, side loaded. It was 10 bucks, 10 bucks well spent. Um, It's just a really high quality game. I was super engaged with this thing all the way through. I just finished it uh, the other day. So definitely get that. And then one of the games that was included, Casual Birder, which is just hilarious and fun to play. So that one just comes with it. Sounds right up Martin's Alley. I wonder if Babs is featured. Exactly. Yeah. It's everything about it is just joy and fun. There's been nothing about it that's been bad. The screen is unlike any screen I've ever seen. It's not backlit, um, which I know, I think that's been the main. I won't say complaint, but thing that people have talked about is it's not backlit. I think it's fine. I don't know. I don't really have an issue with it. As long as you have adequate lighting, it's completely usable. Makes the battery last a lot longer too, I'm sure. But the screen is just so cool. It's almost like e-ink crispness, but not slow. Oh, wow. So I don't know what this little screen is. If I remember right, the reason that this device even exists is because I think they found the screen first. And then it was like, we need to make a thing with this screen. (laughs) Something to that effect. I I don't know if I'm getting that absolutely correct. But I think the screen was kind of like the main component that everything else was built around. And of course, there's... That adds to the quirkiness of the whole thing. That's great. Yeah, it's like a weird widescreen. Maybe it's 16.9, maybe slightly uh, shorter. The elephant in the room is the crank, which every game I've played so far uses it very, very well. It absolutely seems like a gimmick, but it completely works as a game mechanic. (laughs) It's not something you would expect. And that's maybe one of the best things about it is it's just so unexpected. Speakers, awesome. Great sound quality. I'm very much looking forward to the little dock that it attaches to. Mm -hmm. And it has like a a pool. The pen holder? Pool suite. Is that what it's called? Yeah, pool suite. Yeah, pool suite FM. It's going to have that on there. So you just put it on this little dock thing and it becomes like a Bluetooth little desk speaker thing with like a pen cup and it's like pull sweet great just, for that 80s vibe with the music yeah, yeah it's just really really good i love the tokyo station or whatever it is if anyone hasn't tried pull sweet fm you have to do it even just the logo icon yeah. all of it it seems like a match made it in heaven really for does this device. it really does so it's just it's a delightful device it took a long time to get here given all the things that went wrong i don't think they made a single sacrifice in the build quality or materials. That's the question I had about the build quality because it looks delightful on screen on their website. It looks amazing. Is it? Does it really feel that amazing? It feels so incredibly premium. 
this thing, I don't see one single area where a corner was cut. And given the price, which obviously, like, it's not, you know, it's not $20, but I honestly, I'm sorry, I don't remember exactly how much it was now, but given the price, I am actually shocked that there were no corners cut because, like, the crank is, like, milled aluminum, which is super high quality. The plastic is perfect. The screen is gorgeous. The tolerances of everything fitting together, amazing. I know not everyone's a gamer, but a big thing with game devices is like the tactile feel of the buttons. And a lot of times they're squishy and just kind of mushy and gross. These buttons feel perfect. And I think a lot of that comes from the people that made this appreciate games and understand what it takes to be a good game system. So I can't say enough about it. The little case is great. The little flippy case magnet shut to protect it. It's smaller than I thought. I guess I would say that. I thought it was bigger. Does it feel like the love child of a Game Boy and a Fat Nano? Kind of. Yeah, I could see that. Ironically, I did put something on there that lets me play Game Boy ROMs. That was a third-party side load, so I actually have Game Boy games really? on here. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to hear all of this because I ordered it really quickly like you did, but I was stuffed up by the address yeah. issue. Anyway, no hard feelings. They really fixed that up, so... Good on you, Panic. I think mine's coming sometime before the halfway point of the year. But um, hearing all of this from you, it's um, it's great. Very pleased I'm to hear. I'm very pleased to be able to tell everybody that the wait is absolutely worth it. Because I know it's that much worse when it takes... Because I think it was what, originally 2020 when this was supposed to happen. Mm. I think, if I'm remembering mm. correctly. So <laughs> it's right. been a while. And so you kind of think... Oh, geez, like the hype has gotten so high. It, can it match that? And I would say it absolutely does. I mean, just the other day. And look, they've communicated about it. They've honestly yeah. put care for their customers mm-hmm. first because they've said, look, we tested stuff. There were stuff ups and we're not going to ship yeah. that. So hold no, your No, I think that's fantastic. So, you know, good things come to those if who If I wait. would have received a unit with a battery that was crap and didn't work, that would have sucked. And I also would have not had a unit that worked. So I would have been no better off. That's right. Just real quick, the last thing I noticed, I had it sitting on my desk the other day, and the little power button on the top, I didn't even notice, has a little LED in it. And when I got my two new games for the week, it just did this little purple flash every so often, letting me know that new games had arrived. And it's just like every little piece of it. Like a Blackberry. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly. You have a new message. (laughs) There you go. So I can't remember what your rating system yeah. is, Jason, but um, what what do you give it? It is my rating system. I think, let's see. It's eyeballs, isn't it? I think it's, eye- is it eyeballs? Oh, yeah. It might be eyeballs, yeah. I would give this probably like 85 eyeballs. <sighs> out of? Out of five. Wow. That means we need a cyclops. Okay. <laughs> that's, an, yeah. that's an odd number of eyeballs. <laughs> we need a cyclops to uh, help us out. So Playdate, it's really good. Is it a conversation of like, do I get a Switch or a Playdate? No, it's not. That's not what we're talking about here. So it's, I think it would be unfair to say, to like put it against other consoles and say, should I get this or that? It's in a different league of its own in terms of what it does. Mm. And the fact that it is so pocketable, mm. I love that should we ever go outside again in the future, that I can just throw it in a pocket or throw it in my bag and just play on it a little bit and then shut it when I'm, when I'm done. So it's really cool. And oh, also, when I said it was like e-ink, yes. the screen stays on and shows you oh, things wow. the whole time. So that's where the e-ink comes in. I don't know if it's like a crazy refresh rate thing that it can go down to like one frame a second or something, but 
highly recommended all around 85 eyes out of five stars. Media Corner. You reckon we can get through this quickly? Sure. Yeah. Andrew, have you seen it yet? Nope. No intention. You're not going to. No intention. <laughs> no intention. Okay. No interest whatsoever. Batman. I. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Spoiling it. I don't like. Don't like Batman. Don't like the character. Oh, just flat. Really, you don't like Batman. Don't like him. It's the only superhero I find palatable. Wow. No. Never liked it ever since <laughs> that. Ca- this is why we have hemispheric views. The camp '60s TV show ruined it for me forever. Oh, love it. Why doesn't Batman dance anymore? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Freaking remember that? Hate Batman. Simpsons. No. Okay, <laughs> move on. So, so Jason, you added this to the notes. Yeah. Are we spoiling things? We're just speaking generally. Maybe not. We'll, we'll be kind to listeners. Mm, yeah, I think mostly general. I don't think there's going to be any real spoilers that I can think of. Mostly because I don't remember things that I ever that I watch. So. It would be mostly vague. Well, it was also long. So it was very long. Yeah, yeah so it was three hours. Another reason not to watch. <sighs> Two hours, 50, whatever, <sighs> which immediately I was like, oh, do we even hit play? Because I'm telling you, a three-hour movie, oh, that can be dangerous. But we did watch it. Andrew had planned his toilet breaks <laughs> yeah, for sure. We watched it, uh, I don't know, I guess it was last weekend maybe. I don't remember. I, I think I texted you guys or maybe I texted Martin. I don't remember. Yeah. Where do I begin? So, yes, it was three hours, uh, which was scary, I have to say. But I was actually refreshingly surprised at what I thought a good job they did with this movie. First of all, I was really happy that it was just something different in the back. Let me back up real quick. Preface: I'm not like crazy hardcore. I love superhero stuff. I'm a nerd, but like I'm not going to be the one that's going to like nitpick. Oh, this doesn't meet canon or like. I don't care, honestly. I just like I just want a good entertaining movie. So I was super thrilled that they like somehow went back in time and were able to get Trent Reznor to play Batman in this movie. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> but the whole movie was just not like any other Batman. So it wasn't this like super buff, I have a bajillion jillion dollars and like everything is just like I buy my way out of everything with tech. I guess what I would say is it's it was like a superhero movie as if it were, quote, real life, as close as you could get to that, where the people felt real. You know, when you look at characters in Batman, like the penguin, you got this like guy waddling around like he's a penguin going like, wah, wah, wah. like it's like comical bullshit where this was just kind of like he's the penguin, but like he's just kind of this gnarly dude that could just be a normal person and everybody in the movie was basically like that where it was just like it was superhero meets real life as much as you can say yeah of course you know if somebody got hit like that they're gonna die and they're not gonna just get up and walk away but it's a movie so you gotta give it a little bit of that movie credit it had a bit of a diy angle it was a bit grittier yeah 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 it felt more I guess true to life is the best way I could describe it. Just in terms of, of you're like, Oh, that could given a little bit of latitude that could sort of almost maybe be a thing that's possible. Maybe. So I thought that was really cool the way they did that. And I thought the story was actually good. 
in the sense that it wasn't a three-hour story. It felt more like a bunch of little stories kind of built up into a whole overall narrative, which I think helped, I think for for you, especially Andrew, and for me as well, like I'm not a three-hour movie person, Mm. but the fact that it wasn't, we're going to tell you one thing over the course of three hours, it was more like, we're going to give you a bunch of little slices of what's going on over the course of three hours. It didn't feel like three hours at all to me, okay. honestly. So I thought that was really cool as well. I don't know. Maybe I'll stop there and see what what was your take on that? Was any of that kind of in line with what you're thinking, Martin? Or were you coming from a different angle? Yeah, I won't spoil it for people. I, I suppose I'd say it in a brief list of pros and cons. What I really liked about the film was its presentation. I thought... I would probably say that my favourite Batman era would be the Christopher Nolan stuff. I think that was probably my favourite Batman representation. People can disagree if they want. But this was really, really dark. There's almost no sunshine, but for a bit of sunrise or sunset that peeks through just before they cut it out of the edit. Everything is really, really dark. Uh, Villains feel truly evil. There's that kind of real aspect that you were saying, Jason. It feels more like serial killer vibes in this than theatrical, you know, uh, pantomime yeah, person. Yeah, it wasn't scary. The movie wasn't scary, but the thought that these people no. could be more closer to reality was like, oh, wow, that's like. Yeah, and I think the the villain being the Riddler in this film, the way that they did that and all of the people who follow him or become involved with him, the real life element you have there is uh, troubled youth or people with serious kind of issues you can look at it and go wow you know we've seen this with internet culture or social media and live streaming stuff and people who develop these sick manifestos it's like wow i could see that happening so presentation visually i thought the music was pretty engaging uh those themes and the realness of the characters very good i think the things that were maybe cons or negatives were it did go for a bit too long and i like long movies but there was just a bit too much padding or uh, silence between things and I like silence if it builds tension but you could have easily shaved 20 minutes of this off this film and still had a very engaging story uh, it was slightly convoluted at points not to the point that it was hard to follow or difficult to understand but kind of I found meandering or trying to do a bit too much so shave it off a bit maybe add a little bit more sunlight here and there just to show that the sun exists <laughs> and um yeah that would be good I thought Andy Circus was quite good as Alfred he seemed like a kind of uh concerned father figure more than a butler mm-hmm. uh that has been the case in in some previous films but yeah, I, I think overall it was good. I'd like to see them make a shorter sequel if they continue. However, with all of this review, I would kind of wrap it up and say this film, as with others, isn't really necessary. And maybe Hollywood should explore some different avenues or themes because the superhero thing is getting a little bit tired in my view. I'd like to see some comedies again if Hollywood can bust that out. Mm, yeah, a romantic comedy even. Because I grew up on comedies. I just remember all of these funny Hollywood films uh, that came out. And now I see more comedy coming out in foreign language stuff than the US. Uh, everything's been so Marvel crazed. And now DC's trying to cobble something together to make it the same. Let's just have something different. So good film, some pain points, but I would just like the industry to do something different. Yeah, if I'm I think the, to your point of cutting stuff out, there was one scene that you know, I said that it's, it felt very real in, you know, air quotes of superhero Mm -hmm. stuff, but there was one scene and I pretty sure there's not a spoiler, but he effectively flies off of a building as Batman does 
and kind of just gets wrecked, like hits a thing, bounces off another thing. Yeah. It added absolutely nothing to the movie, except for the fact that it was the one place where it just made it feel so incredibly fake. Everything felt like almost achievable. Mm. If there, if, if you're just the right kind of special person, yep. then you did that scene and it was just took me completely out of it. Like, oh, we're back in Wiley Coyote hits the, the brick wall <laughs> kind of thing and, and then walks away. And it was just yeah. like. I remember that scene and I agree with you. And I'm not a CGI specialist or a visual effects supervisor, no. but it was that one point in the film where they had to rely heavily on something to do with yeah. CGI and the motion didn't seem quite mm -mm. right. And yeah, it removed it really didn't the film work. as well. And it felt like you spent a half a million dollars on that scene and felt that it had to stay in because you spent so much or something. Delete it. But other than like it served no purpose because I, I thought that scene was going to lead up to he is human and now he's like in the hospital or something and like has like broken neck or like has to heal. He just walked away and I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be like a, a life lesson of, you know, you think you're superhuman, but you're not. Oh, no, actually, you are superhuman. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Just keep going. So, I was like- If you're going to do a scene like that, then the movie has to be more Nolan style yeah. or Val Kilmer, yeah, yeah, yeah. rubber nipple. Exactly. You know, oh, he's got the tech. We believe it. We've accepted the yeah. premise. Yeah, if it doesn't have Arnold case. as Mr. Freeze, you can't be doing those kind of scenes, okay? We got to <laughs> exactly. cut it out. So- Oh, now, just you saying Mr. Freeze there, I feel like that's a nice segue into Andrew's wrestling world. Mm. Honest thoughts on Mr. Freeze, Andrew. What do you- just- Leaving the Batman for a second. What do you think about Mr. Freeze? Well, I've never seen him because I've never watched that Batman movie. Oh, I failed big time. <laughs> I thought he would have seen it. Damn it. I thought if anything, if he's going to see any Batman stuff, it's going to be Mr. Freeze because he has like Mr. this. I think know, the only ridiculous. Batman movie I have seen was that one with um, Christian Bale. That was good. Was that Batman Begins? Because that was the first of that Dark Knight trilogy. Those are the Nolan ones, right? Yeah, they were Nolans. I think I watched the first. I definitely watched the first one. I think I watched the second one and didn't bother with the third. And that was about the only, probably the only Batman movie I've ever watched. Sorry. Hmm. Don't like Batman. That's all right. Don't take offense. Do your kids like Batman? No. No. Is that because you forcibly made them not like Batman? Yeah, I don't, I don't allow it in the you house. You keep it away. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it was, I thought it was a pretty good movie, actually. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I went in with very low expectations. So. Same. Yeah. I would give it three feet out of five. Okay. Wow. Loses two for length and convoluted presentation, but yeah, three for visuals and creativity. I will say that I will I will watch whatever the next one is because it, it's very clear there's going to be another one. I'm, I mean, it's Hollywood. Of course, there's going to be another of everything, but I, I would give the next one a shot. Well, we were just saying in our family that there needs to be another Simpsons movie. Mm. And I think, mm. I think there should be. And maybe they could call it The Bartman, and then I would watch it. Mm, they could. Why not? Do The Bartman. We could do that. Or El Bato Rises. If there's one thing that Hollywood likes to do, it's to shove the word rises into the name of a mm. sequel film. Like a phoenix, it will rise again. Look at that. We've done the whole thing within the time that I have to go. No, just got, got to edit this down to half the length it's actually taken. Woo. Oh, shite. Anyway. <laughs>